0: good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the TR90 Body Burn 30 Support Call. This call happens at this time, which for me is 6.40 Pacific Time, 7.40 Mountain Time, 8.40 Central Time, and 9.40 Eastern Time. It's great to have you along with us. If you ever miss these calls, you can always pick them up on an application called SoundCloud or wherever you get your podcast by putting in Frank, S R A N K and share 90 or Frank Wellness and Solutions, the digit 4, and to aging all switched together as one word. And this, we would be delighted to have you along with us. If you're listening to this and it's podcast and you wish to catch us live, if you dial in to 712-775-8972, and when it comes to the conference code, put in one. 91- Zero zero two two. You can join us live, and we would be delighted to have you with us. Our team does these calls in support of UTR90 efforts, and just uh, this is a lifestyle change. And I actually am Susan Mann, out of Portland, Oregon. Welcoming you to the call. I come to you with an education background, but a huge interest in health, nutrition, and exercise going back more than four decades, because I had grandparents that had adult onset diabetes and uh, heart disease, the runs on one side of the family quite prevalently, and I didn't want to be a casualty of either of those issues, and so I've done many things over the years to make sure that I didn't have those issues. So when you're first starting out with that TR90 program, it's your one lean meal a day. Two shakes a day, three snacks a day, 30 grams of protein at least three of those meals. Taking your supplement 15 to 20 minutes before a meal is best. If you're not able to do that, take them with your meals. Many times I had to do that, and in my experience, it worked just fine. Seven plus servings of fruits and vegetables every single day. Those fruits and vegetables will give you your macronutrients, which are your carbs, your proteins, your fats. And your micronutrients, which are your vitamins and minerals that are in those fruits and vegetables, and fiber. (laughs) Fiber helps in two ways, one of which is with satiety or that feeling of fullness. The other way that fiber helps is for good digestive health. Guys need about 45 grams of fiber for that. Ladies, we need 32 grams of fiber for that. And if you're getting all that fiber, well, you do need to get moving because 30 minutes of moderate to heavy exercise is the minimum that, that is required for this lifestyle change. And you can definitely do more, but that's your minimum. And you can do it in a 30-minute chunk, two 15-minute chunks, or three 10-minute chunks. Whatever looks best in your lifestyle, but getting that 30 minutes of moderate to heavy exercise is really important. If you're exercising and you're exercising moderately to heavily, well then you need to start thinking about hydration because you would be getting dehydrated either because you're perspiring due to exercise or if you're in a humid area, that it might be in um, due to humidity. And if you're thinking you're hungry, you need to drink glass of water because that's dehydration potentially setting in. So your hydration baseline is one ounce of water for every two pounds you weigh. So if you weigh 100 pounds, you need to be drinking at least 50 ounces of water daily, but then you'll need to increase that to offset whatever you're losing in body moisture. Um, Really important, that hydration. The other thing that several studies I have read and all of my studies over the last 13, 14 years um remind me if seven to nine hours of good quality sleep a night is really important, that sleep will actually um, set you up to make good decisions the next day, clear out toxins, repair muscles and tissues, store memories. It just does a multitude of system resets while you're sleeping, and it truly is really important. So overall this information is coming from a book. It's called Eat to Live by Joel Fuhrman, F-U-H-R-M-A-N-M-D. And today it's the Breast best and Cancer Project Mystery Unraveled. So much has been written about the causes of breast cancer. There are entire books devoted to the subject. Yet women are still confused. This section should not be skipped over by men. Men have mothers, daughters, sisters, wives they must help to protect, and the same factors that cause breast cancer cause prostate cancer. Men with a family history of breast cancer have an increased risk of prostate cancer, and women with a history of prostate cancer have an increased risk of breast cancer. So there is a strong link between these two hormonal sensitive cancers. American women are now twice as likely to develop breast cancer as they were a century ago. Most of this increase has occurred in the past 50 years, in spite of all of the fear and publicity. American women are still in the dark about what they can do to protect themselves. Researchers are looking for a simple cause and have met with uh, for a simple cause and that was frustration. The reason is that breast cancer, like most cancers, is multi-causal, meaning many causes. Considering a number of contributing factors simultaneously it is essential to understand the rapid time of the incidence of breast cancer in recent studies. We n- know much today about the cause causes of breast cancer, and the good news is that genetics play a minor role, and the disease does not strike at random. The war against breast cancer can be won. So understanding those factors involved in the development of cancer, well the carcinogenesis, the process that leads to cancer, is believed to occur in a series of steps. It is a multi-stage process that begins with a precancerous cellular damage that gradually proceeds to more malignant changes. The first step is the development of cellular abnormalities, which eventually leads to cancer. This usually occurs during adolescence and soon after puberty. Remember that the unhealthy childhood nutritional practices cause excessive sex hormone production and early pathological changes in the breast tissue that set the stage for cancer many years later. We know that puberty at an early age is a significant marker of increased risk. We know that there is an overwhelming evidence that ovarian hormones play a crucial role at all stages in the development of breast cancer. It is common knowledge among physicians that the earlier a woman matures as measured by the age of the first menstrual period, the higher risk for breast cancer. Both early menarche, the onset of menstruation, and the greater body weight are markers of increased risk of breast cancer. Women are not the only sex only sex affected. Seeing the same increased risk as a result of early Maturation is seen in both prostate cancer and testicular cancer. If they grow and mature more quickly, we increase our cancer risk and age faster. We see the same things in lab animals. If we feed them so that they grow faster, they die younger. Ominously, the onset of menstruation has been occurring at a younger and younger age in Western societies during the past century. The average age in the United States is now about 12 years, according to the World Health Organization. The average age at which puberty began in the 1840s was 17. During the time period during the time period that the age of menarche has decreased from 17 to 12 in Western Europe and the United States, there has been a, a concomitant change in Western eating habits. <laughs> there has been an increased consumption of fat, refined carbohydrates, cheese, and meat, and a huge decrease in the consumption of complex carbohydrates such as starchy plants. Modern studies of girls on vegetarian diets characterized by more complex carbohydrates and no meat show a later age of nourish, and one would expect a significant reduction of acne as well. A greater consumption of animal products leads to a higher level of hormones related to early reproductive function and growth. These hormonal abnormalities persist into adulthood. Uterine fibroids also develop from a diet deficient in fruits and vegetables and heavy in meat. As the consumption of meat increases and the vegetation decreases, one's risk of fibroids increases proportionally. In other words, the stage is set by our poor dietary habits and early in life. Breast cancer and prostate cancer are strongly affected by our dietary practices when we are young. The first European First European and then American studies have indicated that the protein richness of one's diet is a more sensitive marker of early menarche than increased body weight. This conclusion is consistent with the data relating to early menarche with increased animal protein use in South African girls. Then in the 1990s, when that data from the massive China-Cornell-Oxford project was dissected, we again saw the high correlation between breast cancer incidence and the consumption of animal products. In China, animal food consumption correlated well with the early Menarche and the increasing rates of sex hormones. Soon, testosterone levels had the best correlation with breast cancer, even better than estrogen. Uh, Of note is the increasing levels of testosterone significantly increases the risk of both breast cancer and prostate cancer. Testosterone rises as well. With increasing levels of obesity and being overweight is another consistent risk factor. What makes the data from the China project so intriguing is that breast cancer incidence is so low in China compared with the Western countries and that animal food consumption is so much lower than in America. Even those consuming the most animal products in China consume less than half the amount Americans do. As animal food intake increased from... About once a week in the lowest third to about four times a week in the highest third, breast cancer rates increased by 70%. Of course, and of note is that the only difference among the diets was the addition of of meat in varying amounts. Consumption of fresh vegetables in all groups was about the same, offering little chance of confounding variables there was a strong increase in the incidence of breast cancer mortality with the increasing animal production consumption product consumption in this country we assume an enormous consume an enormous amount of cheese at a more in our A record high increase in cheese consumption is alarming, a 182% increase in the past 30 years. Cheese has more saturated fat, more hormone-containing and promoting substances than any other food, and the incidence of our hormone-sensitivity cancers has skyrocketed. In spite of the studies that do not show an impressive association with differences in fat consumption later in life, large changes early in life have huge repercussions. When we consider the diet consumed throughout our life, meat and dairy continue to be implicated as a as strong causal factor in breast cancer. There is also no breast cancer at all in populations that consume less than 10% of their calories from animal products after reviewing many studies on this issue for the journal of national cancer institute a group of prominent scientists concluded that the studies that failed to show the relationship between animal product consumption and breast cancers suffered from methodical problems so we're going to be unraveling the protein myth a little bit more tomorrow on this subject this is susan Mann from portland oregon signing out on the 21st of december 2021 at the top of our our 2023 at the top of the hour one of our leaders will be sharing some information on how to build a new skin business if that's something you're interested in or on um things that are happening within the new skin company I welcome any thoughts or comments as soon as I get us off of mute and I am just thrilled to have you along with us and welcome any of your thoughts or comments. If you wish to text me instead of um, saying whatever your questions or thoughts are, you can certainly do that at 502-4863. Just let me know you're part of the TR90 group and I would be delighted to help you if I possibly can. So there we have it, my friends, why it is important to be getting those fruits and vegetables in because it could potentially protect us against both breast cancer and prostate cancer. And the sooner we get those levels of vegetables up, the better off we are. And if there's no other thoughts or comments, I'm going to go ahead and let us go. I get to go teach third graders today, and I am just delighted about that and hope you have a great day, and I hope you get a chance to get outside and confess.